0: As wives, we desire the love and affection and closeness that we have with our husbands, wanting things to always be how they were when we were dating or first married. But when this begins to change, we begin to miss that closeness with our husbands and we fear that we're losing them. Or when our marriages are not quite what we expected them to be, we try to bring about change. However, sometimes in doing this, we're really more counterproductive than we are helpful and we don't even realize it. In this episode, we're looking at four things that we do as wives to improve our marriages that really tend to push our husbands away from us. And we're gonna look at what we should be doing instead. As a part of living this out, I'm gonna ask you to take some notes. So grab a pen and paper and let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Lived Out podcast. Are you wanting a loving Christian marriage but are unsure what that looks like or how to get it? Do you have fears about becoming a submissive wife, afraid that you'll lose your identity or become a doormat? Do you have thoughts that maybe you're doing this whole wife and marriage thing all wrong and you want to know how to do it right, to stop worrying all the time, and to learn how to truly put your faith and trust in the Lord? Hey girl, I'm Nancy Adamson wife, mom, and Grammy to seven sweet babies, Christian mentor, Bible teacher, speaker, and women's ministry leader. I see you and I get you because I've been there, and I'm here to share with you what God has taught me on how to have a loving, biblical marriage, and what the true meaning of being a submissive wife really looks like. We'll also chat about how to find wisdom and truth for life's challenging questions in His Word. to apply God's truth to our lives and to put the cares and concerns that are on your heart safely in the father's hands so if you're ready to learn how to live out your faith every day and follow the amazing plan that God has for your marriage grab your coffee pull up a chair next to mine and let's get started Do you remember when you and your husband were dating or you were first married, and you had that closeness and that love and affection for one another, and it was beautiful and wonderful, but oftentimes this changes in a marriage, and when it does, we begin to fear. We fear that maybe we're losing our husbands, and because of that fear, we tend to hold on to them tighter and tighter, or when our married life is not all that we wanted it to be. We begin to speak out to make changes, to do things and to, you know, see what we can fix in our marriage or to change to make it better. But our efforts sometimes have the opposite effect of what we will hope that they would have. And we don't understand why. We don't understand why our husbands aren't responding when we ask them to change things and to do things differently. There are four things that we tend to do as wives that are really doing more to push our husbands away rather than bring that love and closeness that we want, rather than making the improvements to our marriage that we're hoping for. Now, as we go over these today, don't automatically dismiss them and think, oh, I never do that. Or become overly convicted and say, oh, I'm just going to stop listening right now because this is all too much for me. God has brought you here for a reason. You're here because He wants to teach you and to improve your marriage. So open up your heart to Him. Open up your mind for what it is that He has for you today. As a matter of fact, let's start with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I lift up each woman who is listening right now. I pray, Lord, that you would guide her heart, guide her emotions, Lord, That you would give her a teachable spirit and that you want to train her up to be the godly wife that you have called her to be. Allow her, Lord, to hear what is said today with grace and humbleness in knowing that you love her and that you are here to teach her and to train her up, Lord, to give her joy and peace in the future as she follows your word. And we ask this in your precious heavenly name. Amen. The first thing that we're going to look at that pushes our husbands away is nagging. And nagging is more than just the continual persistence saying the same thing over and over again. But it is also defined as finding fault. Continually, persistently finding fault in our husbands. In Proverbs 27, 15, it says, A continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. And that is what it's like. That constant dripping, annoying, when we are saying the same thing over and over again, or continuing to find fault in our husbands and correcting them on it. None of us want to be the nagging wife. None of us grow up and go, oh, yes, I want to be a nagging wife. But with the day-to-day pressures that we have, with all the things that we're trying to accomplish at any given moment, we can easily fall into the habit of continually yammering about what needs to get done or how our man needs to change in some way. To help us recognize this, we're gonna take a look at some scenarios in marriage and what this might look like. So one of the ways that we do this is always being after them to do something or checking on them to see if they've done it. Sometimes before they've even had an opportunity to complete the task, we're asking them, did you do this or did you do this right? So some of the examples that I have for you is, it's trash day. And so you say to your husband, did you remember to take out the trash? Because you always forget, you know. Or when he takes his clothes off. You know, you know he's come home from work, he wants to go in and change, and before he ever even enters the bedroom, you tell him, now make sure that you put those clothes in the laundry basket. I don't want to see them on the floor. Or me maybe you see that he's headed into the kitchen with a glass, and you know exactly what he's going to do, because he's going to set that glass on the counter and not put it in the dishwasher the way that you've asked him to do it a thousand times. And so you tell him, don't be leaving that glass by the sink, sir. Make sure you put it in the dishwasher. I am not your maid. Or another good one is you go to leave and you see where his car is parked. And you come back in the house and go, why did you park your car there? Now I need you to move it before I can even leave. And I'm in a hurry. Does any of this sound familiar to you? I can tell you, ladies, I have said some of these very same things. We all have said some of these things because, you know, life does get busy and we do get distracted and we have things going on. And we see, you know, for some married couples, this is their life and this is the way things are, but this is not what God designed it to be and how we are to treat our husbands. So nagging isn't just saying the same thing over and over again, but it is continually finding fault with our husbands and bringing it up to them in similar scenarios like the ones that I mentioned. Another way of nagging is always being after them for doing things your way, rather than allowing them to do things their own way. Like, why are you washing the dishes with that sponge? Don't you know that sponges have germs? That's what the dish brush is for. This next one is something that I have said to my husband. And it's, if you're going to close up the trash bag because it stinks, please take it out now, because otherwise, where am I going to put my trash? And then one that my husband said to me not too long ago is, Why do you fill up the coffee pot with water that way? Why don't you do it this way? Like, that's weird. Really? Like, who cares how I fill up the coffee pot, right? And then another good one is, our bathroom needs toilet paper, but make sure that you put that toilet paper roll on the right way. Like, people have, and I'm one of them, I'm so guilty of this, I have a certain way that I want the toilet paper roll to go because it's supposed to come off the top, not off the bottom. Like, don't you all know this? So we have these things that... We think should be done a certain way. This is the right way and all the other ways are wrong. And we need to realize that our husbands may do things differently. Do any of these sound familiar or close to something that you may have said to your husband? Are there other ways that you bring out his faults? And it really is just, I want you to do it my way and not your way. Ladies, this is nagging and even doing it just sometimes or with some things pushes our husbands away from us. I mean, think about it. Do you want to be around somebody who is always finding fault with you? Always wanting you to make sure that you do things their way and not letting you do things your own way? In Proverbs 25:24, it tells us, It is better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Ladies, that's what we're being if we are nagging and finding fault with our husbands and always wanting them to do things our way, and we're mentioning these kinds of things all the time. Then we are that contentious woman. We are nagging at them. And do you realize that this particular verse is in scripture three different times? Three times. And so that's God telling us, hey, listen up, ladies. This is something that you need to learn. So I told you that I wanted you to grab a pen and paper to take some notes, and here's where we're going to begin with those. Because if we don't take the time to really think about this, to write this down, and to be able to go back and to look at it later, we're not going to remember it, and we're not going to make any lasting changes. So take just a moment, hit the pause button if you want to, but write down some of the things that you say to your husband that are nagging. Areas where you find fault with him on a regular basis or areas where you are telling him the same thing over and over again or asking him to do things your way and not allowing him to do things his way. So take a moment and write those things down. All right, but I want to make sure that I tell you this as well, and that is It's not that you can't ever ask your husband to help you in putting the dishes in the dishwasher or by putting his laundry in the laundry basket not leaving it all over the floor. However, there are ways of doing this without being nagging and fault-finding because that's not what we want to be. So what do we do instead? First, choose your battles wisely. Let go of the small stuff. Not everything is worth fighting over or even bringing up necessarily. We don't need to have everything done our way, even though, yes, it may be better, it may make more sense, whatever the case may be, but it doesn't have to be our way. We can let them know, oh, hey, this is the way I do this if you'd like to try it, but if they don't, then let it go and don't worry about it. We need to show our husbands grace in the same way that God shows us grace. In Proverbs 3.34, it says, Surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace grace to the humble. If we are scornful to our husbands, God is going to be scornful towards us. But if we are humble in letting some of these things go, then God gives us the grace to not let it bother us. So let me give you some examples of the things that I have let go over the years, and not to paint my husband in a bad light in any way, because he is a wonderful husband. But there are things that we do do differently. So the whole tying up the trash bag thing and not taking it out, this is something that we have kind of gone round and round with more than one time. But I have to remember the fact that my husband's nose is very different than mine. So both my husband and my son have these keen sense of smell. I mean, they hate going down the you know laundry soap aisle at the grocery store because of the smells. So... When I, you know, take the leftovers, you know, whatever's left on the plates and I scrape it into the trash bag and it's fishy or smelly or that kind of thing, he always wants to tie it up. But he doesn't necessarily want to take it outside right then. So I have just learned to, okay, if I can't, you know, throw something away in there, you know, we have two trash cans actually in our kitchen and sometimes both of them are tied up. Then I just start to make a little pile on the counter, and. Believe it or not, I have actually started to do the same thing myself because I get up early in the morning and there are times that I notice, oh gosh, you know, it doesn't really smell very good out here when I come out to have my coffee. And when I close it up at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night, I don't want to go take it out right then. So I've actually started to do the same thing that I used to tell him annoyed me. So that's that's how we end up with that one. Another one is... My husband uses cast iron skillets and we have several different ones in different shapes and sizes and whatever. A lot of times he'll wash them for me because he knows that I don't really care to wash them, but then he leaves them on the stove. Like from one day to the next, he'll move it around depending on what it is that he's cooking. He may, you know, whatever, but he doesn't ever put it away. Like I can't figure it out why he doesn't ever just take it and put it away. He knows where it goes. He got it out of the cupboard. I haven't even asked him, ladies, why? Because it's like, why bother? You know, he'll wash it for me if I want him to. And sometimes I do, but I just put it away. Because it's not a big deal. It's not something to fight over or to fuss over or to complain about. And so I just I just take care of it myself. It's a lot easier. And then filling the coffee pot with water. Trust me, ladies, I do it exactly the way that I want to do it. I let him say his piece. And went, okay, that's nice, dear. Um, And then I just moved on. Because why? Why start a fight over filling up the coffee pot with water and how you do it? So when something bothers you and it's not done the way that you think that it should be, ask yourself, is this a real problem? Or is this something that I can just cover with love and grace and move on and not worry about it? And trust me, ladies, the enemy is going to do everything he can to make you think that everything is a problem. Oh no, he needs to do it this way because this is the right way, or this is the respectful way, or whatever the case may be, or he's doing this because he doesn't love you or doesn't respect you. Don't listen to what the enemy says because he's just trying to cause division in your marriage. Just cast him out in God's name and then move on and let it go. So another thing that you can do is to choose your words wisely. There are ways that we can speak to our husbands that are not only not nagging through repetition, but also not scornful or demeaning or finding fault with them all the time. Proverbs 25.15 says, By long forbearance a ruler is persuaded, and a gentle tongue breaks a bone. Marriage is not a battle of my way versus your way. It is the two of you working together to become one. So choose your words and demeanor wisely with a gentle tongue. So let me give you an example here. The laundry on the floor. Okay, so personally, I couldn't handle laundry on my floor. Like if my husband came home and took off his clothes and left it all over the floor, I would definitely have a problem with that. But rather than nagging him about it or telling him, you know, what a pig I think he is or having a resentful heart against him and talking to him about it with resentment, I can go to him and say, hey, can you help me here? Because, you know, I don't really have time to be picking up your laundry. Can you take your clothes off by the laundry basket and just toss it in? Would that be a problem? I mean, I don't allow the kids to leave their clothes all over the floor and... I really can't have you do this either. I don't have time for this. And it feels disrespectful to me to have you do this. If this didn't work, you know, and by didn't work, I'm saying that he's trying. It's a habit. He's going to have to break it. He's going to make mistakes, you know, whatever the case may be. But if he is trying to improve in that area, then don't do this. But if he completely is like, I don't care, then here's what I would honestly do next. And then I would just very carefully let him know, by the way, only the clothes that are in the laundry basket are going to be the ones that get washed. So if your clothes aren't in the laundry basket, they're not going to get washed. And let him know, say, look, you go to work and you have things that you need to abide by and do in order for your work to run smoothly. Well, I run this house and we have things here that we need to abide by and do In order for our house to run smoothly. And this is one of them. You know, in scripture, it tells us that we are to put others before ourselves. And if your husband is a believer and he's going, yeah, I don't care about that. I'm going to leave my clothes on the floor anyway, then he's not putting you before himself, which as a believer, you can totally call him out on in gentleness and love, mind you. But yes, you can totally call him out on that and say, hey, this is what God says that we're to do. And I do this with you and that I you before me and this way, this way, this way, and name those ways. I need you to do that for me as well. So when we do it in this way, it is not disrespectful. It is not being unsubmissive. You do have your, you know, your dominion at home. This, that's your domain is home and in taking care of it and to making sure that things are orderly and you have every right to ask your husband to be helpful in this and in taking care of himself and not making more work for you. Now, mind you, every family is different. And if your husband leaves his clothes all over the floor and you have a heart of gold and you don't mind going behind him and picking them all up and doing, that's fine. That's totally fine. Don't, don't look at me and go, oh, I'm not supposed to be picking up my husband's laundry. No. If you're good with it, then it's good because every house is different. And there's probably something else that maybe your husband does that you wish that he would do differently. Well, then you can use the same kind of thing on that. So. In your notes, write down, so take a few minutes, like I said, pause this if you want to, but take a few minutes and write down, okay, what am I going to do differently? How am I going to implement either choosing my words wisely or in choosing my battles wisely and letting something go? So write down some notes on that. The second way that we have a tendency to push our husbands away is by showing them disrespect. We can be the most disrespectful to those people who are closest to us because we think I can say this to them because they're going to love me anyway. But the opposite is true. I mean, we should be more respectful and loving towards those people that are in our households, even more so than we are to those people who are outside and that we don't know. Ephesians 5.33 tells us, Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. We have talked about this verse several times now. And let me give you some examples of what disrespecting your husband may look like. Because I know for me, when I was a young wife, I didn't realize in some of the ways that I was disrespecting my husband. So some of them is to... Put him down in some way. To make fun of his abilities or the lack thereof of his abilities. Or when we share their faults and struggles with others or belittle them in front of other people. Not only does this hurt our husbands, but honestly, it's not very becoming as a wife either. Another way is not doing what he's asked you to do. Not making his request a priority. So if he's coming home and he's saying, Hey, did you get this done for me today? and your answer is more often than not, oops, I'm sorry, I forgot to do that, then you're disrespecting him because you're not putting his needs a priority in your life. Another one is not being submissive to his leading and fighting against him all the time and wanting things your way. Certainly, if he's asking you to do something that is sinful, say no. But other than that, we are to come alongside them as their helpmate Not being argumentative or using anger, you know, to motivate them that, you know, we do sometimes in like, you know, my husband is going to make sure that he does what I want him to do because otherwise he knows that I'm going to get angry and mad at him and he doesn't want to hear us yell. That's not the kind of relationship that we want. That's definitely pushing our husbands away. If you don't remember anything else that I share with you today, remember this. We are accountable for every word that we speak. Jesus clearly tells us this in Matthew 12:36 and 37, where he says, "But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment; for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned." Ladies, make no mistake about it. We will give a, an account to God for every word That has come out of our mouths for both those things which have been spoken in love and those things that have been spoken out of a resentful and disrespectful heart. And that's where some of this verbiage that we have against our husbands, the disrespectfulness, the resentfulness, it comes from our hearts. Jesus also tells us in Matthew twelve thirty four, brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you are speaking this way to your husband, belittling him, being argumentative and disrespectful, then you are showing your true heart to him. How could this not push him away from you? How could this not cause him to not want to be close to you or to spend time with you? I mean, think about it. Like I said before, would you want to hang out with this kind of a person? So grab those notes again. Write down where you are guilty of showing disrespect to your husband, either in the way that you speak to him, in the fact that you don't get the things done that he's asked you to get done. And not following his leading and putting him down in some way. So take a moment, hit that pause button, and just jot down some notes of maybe some times that you recall that you have done this. We all have. Like I said, this was an area that I had to learn a long time ago in my marriage. So take some notes. All right, ladies. So then what do we do to change this? First, we pray for God to change our hearts. And to change our hearts for our husbands, to remind you of the love that you have for him, and to teach you how to be a submissive and respectful wife to your husband. It takes God's help. We cannot do this on our own. Ephesians 4 31 and 32 tells us, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, glamour, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender hearted. Forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So, we need to be praying for God to help us in this, praying for Him to help us take away that bitterness, wrath, and anger that we may have, and to exchange it with tenderheartedness, forgiving one another, even as God forgave you. We need to be doing the same thing towards our husbands. And so, pray for God to help you in this. This is why we need to see the areas that we need to change, the things that we need to put off and the things that we need to put on, and then we need to ask the Holy Spirit to come alongside of us and to change those habits and to help us with that. And then the other way is to pray for your husband. Our best defense against a heart issue towards anyone else in our lives and especially our husbands is to pray for them, to lift them up in prayer and to be able to see them the way that God sees them and to see them through his eyes. Last week I did one of my longest episodes and it was on how to pray for our husbands for effective change, you know, for real change in our marriages. And so if you're having a hard time with this, if you don't know what to pray for, how to pray for your husband or how to pray for your marriage, then go back and listen to last week's episode and it will give you all the information that you need to know on that. And so go ahead and and have a listen, but you know, that prayer really does change things, when we invite God to be the center of our marriage, when we invite Him to work in our hearts, when we ask for Him to work in our husband's hearts, that is the best and the biggest thing that we could ever do to be able to help our marriages. that and then follow God's leading and what He has for us as godly wives. So if you haven't listened to that yet, I strongly advise you to do so. So now take a few minutes and write down what is it that you're going to do differently? What are the things that you're going to stop doing in showing disrespect for your, to your husband? And how are you going to show him that you do respect him? What are areas where you can make sure that you take care of the things that he's asked you to take care of, where you can be less argumentative, where, you know, how it is that You can have a changed heart in speaking to him, tenderheartedness, and forgiving him, and then also in how you can pray for him. So take a few minutes and write those things down. Ladies, we have already covered a lot today. And so I'm going to go ahead and save the other two things that pushes our husbands away for the next episode. But in the meantime, I've had you take these notes because changing old habits is hard, and you can rest assured that the enemy is going to fight you on this every step of the way. So be prepared. We also can't change these habits in our own strength, like I said. So be in prayer. Take each one of these things and lay it at the Father's feet and say, Lord, help me. Help me to see where it is that I'm doing the things that I'm not supposed to be doing to put those things off. And then show me the things that I need to put on. Because anytime we take off the bad habits, we put off the sin in our lives, then we need to replace that with the righteousness of God and the things that God has asked us to do. So this is why I've asked you to write it down so that you can go back and look at it and say, Lord, I pray over these things that you help me take these things off and put them off. And I pray over these other things that you help me to put these things on and to make a change in my heart. And by doing so, He will make a change in your marriage as well. Focus on these things. Maybe read them every morning as a reminder to yourself as to what it is that you're going to do different today. Ladies, We can't do the same thing every day and expect different results. And I know that there are things that we want our husbands to change, but it needs to start with us. You're the one that has the heart for God. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. So allow God to use that and to work through you to change your marriage and to change your husband. If need be, make yourself a cheat sheet for those things that you want to, you know, want to not say or do in the heat of the moment. Something that you can take a quick look at. Or, you know, when you start to say something or, you know, that thing comes where you get, oh, I'm really frustrated with this. Stop and pray for a second and allow the Holy Spirit to change your heart and to speak to you and to calm your spirit and to allow you to just let it go and to speak a kind word. Now, if you have listened to this at a time where you were not able to take notes, then feel free to, you know, listen to it again at another time where you can grab a pen and paper and write down some of these things. That's one of the beauties about, you know, podcast episodes is that we can, you know, stop them and start them and listen to them whenever we want to. So, if you weren't able to have a pen and paper with you and to take that time to be able to write the notes then i recommend that you spend some time and go ahead and to do that to really you know promote change in your heart and in your marriage and then next week we are going to go over the next two items that is on the list of the four things that we do to push our husbands away and what we need to do instead so make sure that you listen Have a blessed day, ladies. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that God has used this episode to bless and inspire you to live out your faith in Him. If it has, please do me a huge favor by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know if you like the show, and you will be helping others to find this podcast and be lifted up by the Word of God. Is there someone who came to mind while you were listening today and you said, ooh, she needs to hear this? Well, then send her the link so she can be encouraged too. Are you in the Dallas area and looking for a fresh new speaker to add excitement to your next luncheon, women's retreat, or other women's event? Then drop me a note at nancy at faithlivedout.com and let's chat about it. That's nancy, N-A-N-C-I, at faithlivedout.com. I would love to come and meet with you and the ladies in your group. You're also welcome to visit the website at faithlivedout.com for more information, blog posts, journaling ideas, and free printables. Or become a part of our little community of believers by joining the Faith Lived Out community group on Facebook, where you can join together with other faith-led wives and moms just like you. Links to these areas and the scripture references used in today's episode are in the show notes. Ladies, thank you again for listening today. And know that I am praying for God to be with you as you learn to trust in Him more and to live out your faith every day. God bless you and see you on the next episode.